0: Welcome to the PharmaForum podcast. My name is Dominic Tyre, and I'm PharmaForum's Creative and Editorial Director. In this instalment, I spoke to Dr. Maria Innes Mari Mitrani, who's Chief Science Officer at the clinical stage biopharmaceutical company Organicel Regenerative Medicine. We looked at the development of regenerative medicine and where Organicel hopes to add to that field. With the company pivoting to try and tackle COVID, we also discussed how that change was made possible and where Organicell's focus will be. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharmaforum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher and Podbean, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for PharmaForum. Mari, welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation and for having me today.
0: It's my, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to hearing more about uh, o- o- Organocell. But before we get to, to that um, uh, part of your, your journey, could you tell us a bit about your, your career path to date? What's brought you to where you are now?
1: course. So uh, my name is Dr. Maria Mitrani. I am the Chief Science Officer of Organa Cell Regenerative Medicine. I am an MD and I have a PhD in neurotherapy. Uh, you know, I come from a house where I was born and raised in the clinic. My dad has been practicing regenerative medicine for over 45 years. And since I was a child, I, I used to see Uh, all of these miracles that happen in his clinic. So from a very young age, I've been passionate to understand how can people be impacted with different types of therapies that are not usually offered by regular medicine. I went to study medicine. I am from Ecuador, South America. And I got my, my degree as a, as a physician, a medical doctor, and then, uh, started studying other, other things. Um, like, uh, as I said, I have a PhD in neural therapy and also I, I studied acupuncture. I was very interested in the anti-aging side of, of the approach of, of medicine. So, um, got, got to meet my, who is my husband now. And we were running a company that, was approaching the anti-aging side, then were presented with an opportunity to carry out protocols with autologous stem cells. So autologous stem cells are the stem cells that are located in the patient's own body. And uh, we utilize those cells to treat those patients. And that is how we were both brought into the stem cell side of the world. That happened over 13, 15 years ago. And since then, we have been evolving in the stem cell in a more regenerative medicine arena.
0: And for the, for the benefits of uh, listeners, when, when you talk about regenerative medicine, what, exactly what sort of things are you are you talking about?
1: Yeah, so regenerative medicine is uh, the branch of medicine that specializes in replacing, engineering, or regenerating human cells, tissues, or organs. But it uh, also optimizes the human's body's natural ability to heal itself. So presenting the body with a, uh, the correct messaging for it to regenerate itself. We all have that ability, all of our cells have that ability to regenerate, But there's a biological clock that keeps going, and therefore we keep aging. But there are certain things that we can um, apply as a message to those cells, tissues, or organs that can revert that um, process of either a pathology um, after an accident, a scarring, or the inflammatory process itself that is happening in organs just by aging. So... That is what this uh, branch of medicine uh, encompasses.
0: And as you mentioned, uh, Organis Cells been up and running for uh, over a decade now. What was its initial focus, and how has that evolved uh, um, over the intervening years?
1: Yeah, so as as I mentioned, we we stumbled upon um, stem cells uh, fifteen years ago, and our only focus was on working with autologous stem cells stem cells that come from the patient's own body and after understanding the potential of regeneration that these cells provide we needed to find a better source of these cells because let me just give you a for instance we had five patients with osteoarthritis of the knee pain in the knee and they all received the same treatment let's say they were all 50 years old and all of them had different uh, percentage of regeneration, so that that launched us into a search for a better type of cell that can always give consistent results to all patients, and that's how we, throughout the years, as you mentioned, um, it's going to be a decade, um, we we have transitioned from the area of. Uh, autologous stem cells to allogeneic stem cells, stem cells that are donated from another human, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we ended in perinatal derived stem cells. Perinatal tissue or uh, placental tissue is that tissue that is between the mom and the baby. And it's a tissue that doesn't have an identity completely of a mom or the baby, but it's a human tissue. And usually it, this tissue is being discarded, is considered medical waste. And we found in this tissue, the ability of uh, these cells to be so regenerative that uh, can be donated from that human to another human. So we we've developed a lot of, a series of research into understanding what is in this tissue, because this this perinatal tissue can be placenta, can be the blood derived from the core blood. It can be the Wharton's jelly, the amniotic membrane, the chorionic membrane, and the amniotic fluid. So it has taken us all of these years to understand first the tissue, the cells that make this tissue, the regenerative cells that make this tissue, And then understand uh, which is the best aspect that we can stay with so we can have consistent results. So Organicell is committed to research, development and manufacture of these new biologic medicines or drugs.
0: And what were the main uh, therapeutic areas, um, I suppose, prior to the the events of last year that that, uh, the company was focused on?
1: So uh, we've been focusing in two big areas. One is lung injury, and the other one is osteoarthritis or pain-related in the joints, right? Uh, That has been our big focus for over this decade. And um, our lung injury preclinical data is what we've uh, advanced faster and and strongest before last year uh, and, and the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. And I uh, 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 alluded to um, the the changes of last year. Clearly, for for everyone, the big change was is the COVID pandemic. But uh, for Organicell as a company, that enabled to you enabled you to make uh, a bit of a pivot, a bit of a shift towards focusing on on COVID nineteen, didn't it?
1: Yes, yes, it was really very early on 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 the pandemic where. Uh, we had a meeting with all of our regulatory team, our, our scientific team. And, you know, we, we encourage each other to present the application to FDA to study COVID-19 because all of our previous research in lung injury. So we've done a lot of lung injury models and understand that our lead therapeutic drug uh, could potentially help these patients. Uh, little did we know about the virus itself or um, what it was happening in the body. But we had enough information not to share it with the world. So um, February we presented in March, at the end of March we received our our first approval to use the drug in humans uh, to treat the acute respiratory distress syndrome due to COVID.
0: And are there particular patient groups that you're you're, um, concentrating on?
1: So uh, we have two uh, approved trials right now on specifically COVID, which are the mild to moderate um, in in a mild to moderate stage Mm -hmm. and the moderate to severe stage. But uh, nevertheless, we did apply for several emergency INDs, which are patient, uh, just a single patient trial uh, that, that let us look how the drug acted in different stages. So we've done the early stage of COVID, the mid stage of COVID, ICU patients, and then the long haulers.
0: I suppose potentially it could be this these these long haulers or that, that, that this uh, long COVID, um, is often also referred to that, that maybe the one that's going to need uh, the biggest contribution from from medical science, as as um, it presents so many issues for for patients to um, for healthcare practitioners to to deal with. What What sort of progress have you you made uh, against these different forms of of, of COVID so far?
1: Yeah, so what we have understood um, this year so far is that the, the earliest that the drug can be administered to the patient, the better outcomes the patient would have. In terms of the inflammatory response, this type of drug is focused especially in the inflammatory damage that the virus has done. Or that the immune system has overreacted to, and therefore has damaged the tissues. So the type of drug that we utilize uh, is delivered intravenously, so it does go systemically to all the organs. So um, that that's why we decided to treat those uh, long COVID patients, um, because this is a long COVID patients have a multi-organ damage. Some patients have neurological problems. Some patients have cardiac problems left after. Some do have a remaining of lung uh, issues. So it's very interesting to understand first what COVID is and then what COVID has left in the body. And, you know, we've seen young people, young athletes, Mm. uh, we've seen older people and people with no comorbidities that never even went to the hospital that developed this kind of Long COVID sy- symptoms. So, uh, it's it's been very fascinating to understand how far can a product like this impact two things: the uh, the inflammatory cascade, but also the immunomodulatory um, side of this of this
0: um, infection. So, uh, Mari, what what about uh, looking to the to the future? What what sort of milestones are, are next on um, are next coming up for for uh, Organocell?
1: Well, we're as as i mentioned we're really really focused on on the research side and um uh, for all of the years that we have done research we finally are in the in the point that we are able to transition uh, our preclinical data into real trials so starting and besides covid what we were focusing on was uh, our copd trial um that has been approved recently and we are eager to start um, you know, there's from the approval moment from FDA until the trial starts, there's several steps that we have to take. We are very close to um starting that, that that trial. But nevertheless, as I mentioned, osteoarthritis has been one of the biggest things in our agenda as well. So getting close also um for approval from FDA on that and we're really, really eager to um start with our collaborators. Two of those, those two studies are gonna be held by very important organizations that um, have re- renowned prestige. So we, we don't wanna stop only with lung injury and osteoarthritis, there's so much in the pipeline that um, has to keep uh, coming out. And um, heart problems is one of the things that we will be focusing in the future, uh, as well as skin, skin damage. So that is uh, what the future is holding more and more trials to, to see how this drug can impact the quality of life of people.
0: It certainly sounds like it's going to be keeping you keeping you very busy. But Mari, thank you very much for, for joining me on the PharmaForum podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much, Dominic, for having me.
0: And that brings us to the end of episode 38 of the PharmaForum podcast and my discussion with Organicel's Mari Mitrani. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other instalments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharmaforum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher and Podbean, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharmaforum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins and follow us on Twitter, where we are at Farmer Forum.